the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And on this day which we wake up to, God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace to you and to me. May there never be a moment this day that we do not feel his grace, his mercy, and his peace. Luke 5. Simon Peter, into the deep waters thou must go. And thou must cast thy net into the deep waters. And when thou castest thy net, it shall be for men. It shall not be for fish any longer. Those are shallow waters. It shall be for the purpose of catching men and women and children for God and for his kingdom. The theme, uh, reaching out into the deep waters. This week, the fourth of the habits that you and I have to have, if we're ever to get out of dipping our toes in the shallow waters, and going ankle deep and knee deep and chest deep into the deeper waters. Last week, three habits. Have a number one prayer. You shall never get out of the shallow waters. Unless prayer becomes a deep and significant and daily, if not hourly, part of your life. For when you pray, you're saying to the invisible one, and namely God, I believe that you are real. I cannot see you, First Peter 1.8, I cannot see you, but I love you. And though I do not see you now, yet I believe in you. I believe so much that I am going to lift up my prayers to you. Not only do you say to God, I believe you're real, but you also say to him, the words that come out of your mouth, the promises that you make, I believe that they are real as well. And if I pray for you for hope, if I pray for you for mercy, if I pray for you for the ability to forgive, if I pray to you for the ability to love my enemies, if I pray to you to protect me from fear and worry that overwhelms me far too often... I believe those promises you make to me are real. Prayer. You want to go into the deep waters of life. Prayer must be your armor. Second habit we mentioned was reading his word. Phillips Brooks. Phillips Brooks, one of the greatest preachers, ministers, writers that have ever lived on the planet. And even as an old man... He was still doing what he had done throughout his lifetime. Even as an old man, he would pick up God's word. He would find one verse. He would memorize that verse. And then he would get out a sheet of paper and he would begin to write notes all day long about the one verse that he had memorized. And even as an old man, he would look at that verse he had memorized. He would look at the notes that he had written. And he would pray to God that that verse would become real to him on that day. It wouldn't just be words on a page. It would be the power of God, that verse, coming at him. And even as an old man, 
He would then say, God, let me live out this verse this day. I wish he had kept a journal of every verse he had memorized, every note he had written, every incident on that day that that verse had been lived out. You want some Facebook time with God? It's here. 500, 600 biographies in this story, 100 of them in-depth biographies. Facebook's God telling you what he's done. And then God saying to you, John 20, 30, 31, I do many other miracles, people, besides the 35 recorded. I do many other miracles. And whenever I do a miracle in your life today, 2017, whenever I do a miracle, I am doing it to strengthen your faith, to give you courage, to let you know that Jesus is a son of God. And by believing in him through the signs that he gives us, you might have life in his name. Not just everlasting life, but life on this earth that leads you into deeper waters. One habit, prayer. Second habit, reading his word. Third habit, your life has to be a life of giving, not getting. If there's one thing Jesus enacted during those three years... He gave of himself. Every miracle he ever did, every day spent in healing, every demon he ever cast out, he's giving of himself. And every message that he ever preached, he was giving of himself. Unless you and I miss it, unless his 12 disciples miss it, very last parable he ever spoke, parable of the talents, The time, the treasures, the abilities I give you on this earth, paycheck I give you on this earth, it's to be used for me by giving of yourself to others. And that last parable that I mentioned ten times a year. You gave to the hungry, you gave to the thirsty, you gave to the sick, you gave time to those who were naked. And you gave great amounts of yourself to those trapped in any prison. And he said to them, come into my kingdom because your life was a life of giving. I've told you many times that when you get something from somebody, you're not looking at their face initially. You're looking at the gift that they've given you. You're looking at stuff. And if you're like the one leper out of the ten who came running back to Jesus to thank him, then you stop looking at the stuff long enough to look at the person who gave it to you, perhaps to embrace them. Only one leper got his eyes off the stuff, his healing, and went back to the one who gave him the gift. When you get, you're looking at stuff. When you give, You're looking at the person. You're not looking at the stuff that you gave them. You're looking at the person. The hungry, the thirsty, the naked, those who know not God. Those who are trapped in prisons of fear. You're looking at the person. There's a fourth and final habit that the Bible indicates you must have. If you are to go into the deep waters. 
name was Daniel. He was captured. Nebuchadnezzar, Babylonian Empire. They lined him up. 95% go this way into the mines. They'll die in a year and a half. The other 5% go this way. Because of their looks, because of their intellect, because of their charisma, because of the grace of God, they go this way. Not into the mines, but into the palace. One was Daniel, one was Shadrach, one was Meshach, one was Abednego. And these four form a bond. They form a, what we would call today, a small group. And this small group is there so they lose not their faith in God. They meet as a small group in the midst of the Babylonian Empire, amidst of the gods that Babylon worshipped. And as they met together in a small group, they were a bulwark to each other in keeping alive the faith in Jehovah God. And as they met together in a small group, there was one other thing that occurred. There was accountability day after day after day, circumstance after circumstance after circumstance. Shadrach, you be strong, and then I, Daniel, will be strong. Daniel, you be strong, and I, Abednego, shall be strong. There came a time, you know the story, Daniel chapter 3. There came a time when Nebuchadnezzar said, I want you to bow down and worship me. And if you do not, you'll be thrown in the fire furnace. The three were so esteemed that when they did not bow down, they were given a second chance. You must bow down at cost of your life. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I do not know where Daniel was. But those three, because of this group that God had put them in, their strength came uh, from one another. And their strength came from God. And they said, throw all three of us in the fiery furnace. If God wants to save us, he will. If God wants to take us to heaven, he shall. Daniel chapter 6, now it's Daniel's turn. The king says, being tricked into it, the king says, for 30 days you can pray to no God, save for me. And Daniel's enemies stood outside his window, and they saw the very first moment that Daniel knelt down, prayed to his God. Where did his strength come from? He knew what would happen to him. Where did strength come from? The small group that God had put together. He said, God, if I'm to be devoured by the lions, let it be so. If you bring me to heaven, I shall be blessed. The fourth habit, if you want to go into deep waters, people, is fellowship. Fellowship of the magnitude of 800 people on a Sunday morning in this church. Fellowship of 25,000 at Willow Creek. Fellowship of five at the First Baptist Church, Henrietta, Georgia. Your small groups, 35 to 40 of them, your small groups, 
appointed to you by God. Your Christian friends appointed to you by God. The one you have a Bible study with every day at work or on the commuter train as you sit next to them. Appointed to you by God to keep strong your faith in him. To keep strong your desire to live for him in a world that doesn't. Small groups. If you want to grow in your knowledge of God, you'll study him in your small groups. I know we're studying Luther in many of our small groups. When you study Luther, you study God. When you study Luther, you study God. He lived for God. You grow in your knowledge of God, not just the facts that he created and controls everything, but you learn other facts about God through the small groups that God has put you in. You learn more about God by coming here for worship. I had a gentleman comes to church every Sunday now, has for the last four years. Prior to that time, I'd see him maybe once every three months. And he would say to me when I bumped into him, I worship God in my fishing boat. When I'm out there on Lake Michigan, I'm worshiping God. When he started coming regularly, I said to him, why are you here? I'm so glad to see you here every Sunday. Why are you here? He said, I found out that I learn more about God if I'm here than if I'm in my fishing boats. You grow in your knowledge of God. You grow in your understanding of him. When you're with other Christians, you grow in your understanding of God. Because each of them has been given an insight about God and his love and his wisdom and his direction that you don't have. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but where there are many advisors, they will succeed. That's in Proverbs. Your understanding about God is multiplied when you're around other Christians. Because they might be hesitant to speak about God on the commuter train, or in the family they're married into, or at their country club, or at their fraternity, but they're not afraid to talk about God when they're with you. Philemon's 1.6 Be active in opening up your mouth and talking about God. Because the more you talk about God, the more alive does God become in your life. And where do you talk about God? In your groups, with your Christian friends. That's where you talk about God. And the third thing your small group will help you do, help you grow in your knowledge of God, your understanding of God, and your relationship with him. I'm going to finish this sermon a bit earlier than usual because I have four minutes on the video screen. Not yet, Timothy. I have four minutes on the video screen that I want you to see. It's an interview that Drew and I did back in June with a gentleman in this congregation named Kevin Carstens. Kevin Carstens has pancreatic cancer. It is in remission. The interview went well, 50, 55, 60 minutes. I'm going to show you four minutes of it. 
talks about his relationship with God. And how if he had not been part of a small group beginning in 2005, his ability to handle this cancer, he doesn't know what he would have done. He sees the people in his small group appointed by God because God knew that 10 years later this was going to come into his life. Does not Jesus say, where two or more gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them? Doesn't he say that? When we worship 800, 900 on a Sunday morning, he's here in the midst of us. When you're in your small group with eight people, he's here in the midst of you. When you're here with Nettie, 28 of you sitting in that room, he's there with you in the midst of you. When I am visiting one of you in the hospital, when I am visiting one of you at your house, he's there in the midst of us. Where two or three are gathered in my name, my name, my name, my name. It doesn't say where two or three of you are gathered together at the bar watching a baseball game. It doesn't say where two or three of you are gathered together at the Plumbers Union. Doesn't say where two or three are gathered together, you fill in the blank. It says where two or three of you are gathered together for one divine purpose, and that is to learn about me, to live for me. I'm in the midst of you. How many times have I told you in all these years that 20, 30, 40 times a year you strengthen my faith? You say, Pastor, that doesn't make any sense. You're the one preaching. 20, 30, 40 times a year, I tell you how you strengthen my faith. You tell me of having lost any hope of finding a job, you had been unemployed for two years. And then the gentleman who interviewed you seven months ago, he calls and he says, I want you in on Monday. I'm going to give you a bonus for coming. And then you tell me that Monday you are ready to foreclose on the house. And then the phone call comes a day earlier. I look at how you handle circumstances in life. And I'm amazed at the strength you have. And you do not hesitate for a moment telling me the strength came from God. And I listen to your stories over and over again where you say to me, Pastor, it couldn't have been fate. It couldn't have been circumstance. It had to be God. And I say to you, absolutely it had to be God. Jesus did many other miracles not recorded. These are recorded that you might believe in God and that Jesus is his son. And when these God moments come into your life and you share them with me, or I share from the pulpit those moments with you. Those are miracles that God has sent. And if you're in a group of other Christians, you got seven people, you got eight people talking to you about the miracles that God has brought. Hebrews 10.24 is the text for this Sunday. And it says this, Let us consider how we may encourage one another in the faith, 
And let us consider how we may encourage one another toward acts of love and good deeds. And then he tells you how to encourage one another. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. Your friend was brought into your life by God. If you're going to involve yourself with the Bridge Teen Center, brought into your life by God. If you're part of a small group, those people brought into your life by God. Sometimes for a matter of three to six weeks, sometimes for 30 years. Closing word before this video. This happened last Sunday after the 11 o'clock service. He talked with me and he said, I was not brought up in a godly home. We talked about God, not at all. We had nothing to do with him. And then God brought one of your members into my life. And I began to hear about God from her. And then, Pastor, you know how many months I've been coming to worship. And the messages that you and Pastor Shower share, they begin to affect me. They've begun to affect me, Pastor. And he said to me last week, I want to go into the deep waters. How do I do that? I said to him, Roy, the job that you just got, the connections that got you this miraculous job when you had just quit your job six weeks earlier, the miraculous things that happened, I said, Roy, the moment you look at those things that happened and you say, that was God, Six months ago, you'd have said, I needed a break, and I got one. I needed some good luck, and I got one. I said, Roy, the moment you look at those circumstances and you say, this was God, the Holy Spirit has begun to work that faith in you. He said to me, Pastor, you know what deep waters would be for me? I said, what? He said, joining a small group, like the men's group on Wednesday. He said, that'd be really deep waters for me. I came on Wednesday night and I had a prayer for the nine men that were there. And he was there. He was there. And with that group appointed for him, he will grow in his relationship with God. And that'll be real deep waters. And then he'll want to serve him. And those are about as deep a water as you can have on this earth. Deep waters that you and I can do because God himself has commanded it. And he's promised to be with us. I'm going to be quiet. I want you to listen very, very carefully to this four-minute interview with Kevin Carstens. Thank you, Timothy. Kevin, let me ask you this question. Um, are there people that God has brought into your life 
during this time that you literally look at and say, this person or these people have been sent by God into my life just for this purpose. Has that happened to you? Absolutely. Um, how long have we been doing small groups now? Almost 10 years? Uh, we started in 2005, so that is uh, 12, 12 years. years. This is the yes. 12th year. I've 12th been year. in it from the beginning Son of a gun. with a small group. Okay. And again, for obviously the last 12 years, it's been very enjoyable, as I said. I've always wanted to be closer to God's Word, understand it more, yeah. because certainly the Bible is not an easy book to understand completely, etc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I've always been in a small group since we began this at church. Um, and who would know, other than obviously God, that not only would I be better educated, if you will, in God's Word, and that I would have um, numerous moments of gratification in, in hearing the Word and that type of thing, but who would know and, and our group has pretty much stayed the same, yeah. but there have been some changes with people coming and going and that type of thing, as groups do. Yeah. Um, but the group that we've had for at least the last couple of years or whatever, who would know that those people are my absolute warriors? Yeah. I, I can't describe them in any other way. Yeah. They've been so instrumental. Um, again, certainly you always have family and close friends and that type of thing, but these people are God sent. Yeah. As you said, I mean, that wasn't their original purpose necessarily. Yeah. But for me, that's all I see. Yeah. And they've been there every inch of the way. Um, they've brought, and, and mind you, it's not because I had, quote-unquote, a need monetarily. I've been very blessed with being able to, you know, provide for myself, my family, etc., the church, etc. Yeah. But these people, during the course of my treatments and such, would bring food over. Yeah. They would come over, you know, again, not to be, you know, interrupting or anything, but, you know, How's he doing? How's this? They would send emails, etc. Um, constant, constant prayer. And once again, when I was able to get back into a normal um, rhythm and, and join the group on a regular basis again, um, to say thank you is yeah. <laughs> it's so small. I remember you saying, when I found out about this through your small group, not through you, but through your small group, when I found out about it and came over, I remember you saying, no offense to you, Pastor, no offense to the church, but I do not know what I would do if I did not have this small group. And those are angels that God has handpicked for you. Absolutely. Okay. And you don't even realize it. But what you are doing for the people in your small group, okay? Uh, heaven forbid, heaven forbid some, something happens to one of those members of your small group. But I guarantee you, they will look at you. If some great trial comes into their life, they will look at you. And the faith you exhibited and the strength you exhibited. And, and that's how you're going to touch them. They also look at you, Kevin, and... And they sit and say, 
they just count their blessings even more. And again, the model you show them with regards to faith and strength and how to deal with this without getting super angry at God or closing yourself off from other people, uh, you, you provide a great witness and a great blessing to them. It works both ways. I didn't realize it, but the flowers on the altar are from Kevin Carstens and his wife. It's their 24th wedding anniversary this weekend. So I didn't even realize it as Drew and I worked to put that video up there. They were here last night. God be praised if he's put a Christian friend into your life. God be praised if he's put a church into your life or a parochial school. And God be praised if he's put a small group into your life. If anyone here this morning wants more information on small groups, obviously Nettie Schumann is the one to speak to. Let me have a prayer with you. Heavenly Father Kevin Carsons, I pray for him every single day. His faith in God is enormous. In another part of his interview, which we're going to show around Thanksgiving time, He's going to admit that fear is there every single day, fear that this cancer is going to come back. But he said, I always try and have my faith overcome my fear, because it has to if I'm to enjoy the life I have. And then once again, he talks about these small groups, the people that you've put in his life for this purpose. And Heavenly Father, may we look at Psalm 139 and realize that Wherever we are on this planet, in the realm of our work, in the realm of family, in the realm of entertainment, in the realm of worship, these paths are handpicked by you. May we not be cowardly in proclaiming our faith. You do not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love. Be with your people, serving your kingdom, reaching out into the deep waters. In our Savior's name, amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.